0: Michael mentioned we're, we're in a series, uh, the Holy Spirit. Wonderful, not weird. The order matters. The order definitely matters. Wonderful! Not weird. But in this, in that, that phrase wonderful, there's times we think of terminology and we say terminology and we buy into terminology, um, that isn't always entirely accurate. One of those things is this. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And he will never put anything upon you that you don't want. That doesn't exist in the Bible. Now, sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's played out that way. But that phrase I mentioned is not in the Bible. In fact, we see times when the Holy Spirit flat out has his way and doesn't ask for permission. And sometimes it's ridiculously painful. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Other times, he is a gentleman. But the point is this, the Holy Spirit is wonderful, and he doesn't fit into our little religious box. He doesn't fit into our little thing saying, this is the Holy Spirit, and this is his place, and the place is normally in the corner. Just stay there and, and don't be weird. Just stay there, Holy Spirit, and let us, we'll acknowledge you, you know, a few times a year. Every time we talk about the Trinity, we'll include you. The Holy Spirit is awesome and wonderful, and the gifts that He has given the church and the ways that He uses us to glorify Jesus Christ are awesome. So in our series, we are currently um, in in that place where we are studying the gifts of the Spirit so I want to read first corinthians twelve eight and uh, after after reading this and kind of establishing you know what we 're talking about, um, I just want us to go through together and we 'll have the scriptures on the screen behind us. I want us to see ways that Jesus and other people in the Bible have operated in the word of knowledge, which is what I'm preaching on tonight, and the benefits of ministry that came as a result of it. So 1 Corinthians 12, 8, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, the word of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. So now we're talking about the word of knowledge, the utterance of of knowledge, logos nosios, a word of knowledge. I don't want to overcomplicate this because honestly, I think this is one of those powerful, straight to the point. It is what you think it is kind of words, but it's bigger. It's just bigger than what we think it is. Knowledge. What are we supposed to do with knowledge? Knowledge is meant to be applied. Knowledge is meant to be shared. People who, who gain knowledge... and I'm just talking right now in a worldly sense, just in an intellectual sense. People who gain knowledge. Those people often share it. They share that knowledge. They write books. They speak. They do different things. Well, when we talk about knowledge, we're talking about the knowledge of the goodness and the greatness and the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it is meant to be shared. It is meant to be applied. There's a wide scope of of revealing foundational truth that this world needs to know in Jesus Christ. But there's also a smaller scope with specific knowledge and specific facts that the Lord is always wanting to reveal so that the world and the church can see the power of God. To see that the Holy Spirit is at work. That he's not retired. That he's not meant to be put on a shelf. That he is in operation today. Let's look at the first example of Jesus. Jesus clearly demonstrating knowledge. Knowledge of the Father. Knowledge of what the Holy Spirit is leading. In, in all of his overall teaching we see it. But let's look at some specific situations where he spoke directly in two situations through the utterance of knowledge. So let's, let's first look at the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, verse 13. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Well, we perceive that he flowed in the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is gaining knowledge by the Holy Spirit, not of natural means. Gaining knowledge by the Holy Spirit for specific ministerial application. When we get a word of knowledge, friends... There is meant to be ministry that follows it. It's meant to be applied. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of our awesome God. And how is it meant to be applied? By touching, by saving, by setting free, by delivering. Word of knowledge is meant to be applied. Here you have Jesus. And I love, I, I love the way that he comes about this. I mean, the Holy Spirit speaks to him, says, you know, she, she's had five husbands the man she's with now is not her husband. and But Jesus doesn't come right out and be like, "Woman, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband! Jesus is like, yeah, go get your husband. Oh, I, I don't have a husband. So question, church. How many of us would at that point begin to question whether or not we heard from the Lord? At that point, we'd begin to question and go, maybe I've missed it. Jesus confident in what he heard from the Lord. He goes, oh, you're absolutely right. You're right. But you've had five and the one you're with now is not your husband. And and she makes this brilliant statement. I perceive that you're a prophet. It's like, wow! That's awesome, Mrs. Obvious. That's great. What was the result of this use of the word of knowledge? I talk about the word of knowledge is meant to be applied. What's the result of this specific instance of the word of knowledge? Let's go to verse 39, still in John 4. Many Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. Which Let's stop right there. Clearly the word of knowledge just kept flowing from Jesus. Because he only said, he didn't tell her all he's ever did. What we see in the scripture is only he just told her that she's had five husbands and and the one that she's with now is not her husband. So Jesus continued... To flow in the word of knowledge. What did she do? She goes back to the village. She goes and tells them, there's a guy that's told me all I've ever done. It's unbelievable. You've got to come out to him. So the masses, the town gathered around Jesus. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what You said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. When I read this, I believe that the word of knowledge just kept flowing when the village came. Because of that statement. It's not because of what you've said. We experienced it for ourselves. How do you experience the word of knowledge? The Holy Spirit speaking things supernaturally that we could have no earthly knowledge of. The result was a village being transformed, a community being saved, people being saved. Let's look at another example, still in John, this time chapter 5, verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir. I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed. And he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Perhaps Jesus, by going back and forth, knew how long you know knew that the guy had been tormented with sickness and with was crippled for a long time but that's not what the word says it says that he knew that he had been there a long time but the word of knowledge isn't just providing information he knew that this man you know friend you've been you've been lame for a long time that's not just what the word of knowledge is it's meant to the applied power of god is meant to be applied so what did he do? After he knew a little bit about this man, he knew what? He had knowledge from the Holy Spirit about what to do. When we get a word of knowledge, that opens up dialogue. I get so excited when I get a word of knowledge. It opens up dialogue to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what next? How do you want to apply it? What do you want to do? I've had several words of knowledge tonight in the middle of the service. And I just asked the Lord, so what do you want to do with this? What do you want to do? How do you want to apply this? Jesus had a word of knowledge about this man, but then he had a word of knowledge about what to do and what to say. Get up, take your bed, and walk. But I love the question. The question, we can't miss the question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? You guys, sometimes Jesus is asking questions of us. What do you want from me? Yes, Lord, I want to be healed. Yes, Lord, I want to be touched. Yes, Lord, I want to be set free. And then he has instructions. Then get up and walk. But Lord, no one's helped me. Shh, get up and walk. The man's already given his excuse. He already gave God his excuse. Every time the is stirred, someone gets there before me. Well, get up and walk. It's important that we ask God how he wants to do it. How he wants to do it. Let's just give you an example let's say let's say with my brother the Lord tells me he's struggling with he gives me a word of knowledge that he is struggling with identity and I'm like, this is one of the most confident men I know this man is secure in who he is but but you know so it, it, that, that word he's struggling with his identity it goes against what I know in the natural so then I don't just come up to him and say, hey, brother." I feel like the Lord says you're struggling in your identity. And it, it might be right on. It might, I mean, but here's what I do. I say, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with that? You've given me the word of knowledge. You want your knowledge and your power to be applied. So what do you want me to do? He's like, I want you to go over there and, and declare over him who he is. I want you to speak my identity over him. So he's struggling, and but, but what I want, I let you know that so that you could be drawn to him. But now I want you to go declare identity. And I say, brother... The Lord just wants you to remember the words He said to Jesus when Jesus was being baptized. He says over you right now, this is my Son, whom I love. And you, He's well pleased. And I just want to pray that over you right now. Can I pray that over you right now? You know, and I just, I respond with that word of knowledge I've gotten. But I ask the Lord, what do you want to do with it? Let's see in the middle of worship. There's, you know, someone on the worship team, you know, has this, I mean, it happens every week. Words come forth. You know, let's say, hey, there's a spirit of heaviness in this place. That person doesn't have to say, hey, there's a spirit of heaviness over this place, and I rebuke it in Jesus' name. You know what that person can do? In the name of Jesus, I proclaim freedom right now. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, in your presence, fear cannot stand. Heaviness cannot stand. Depression cannot stand. So I declare your joy, Lord, your presence. A lot of times we we get this word of knowledge, and we think that's the end-all be-all. Friends, that's the starting point. The Holy Spirit enables the kind of ministry which makes Jesus Lord of people's lives. The Holy Spirit enables the kind of ministry that makes Jesus Lord of people's lives, both in salvation, but also in situation. How many of us know that there are many times throughout the day we need Jesus to to reign over that situation right then and there? That, That we've given our lives to the Lord. Jesus is Lord of my life in salvation. But in that situation, I need I need the, the reign of Jesus Christ in that moment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what the gifts do. So Mark chapter 2, verse 1. When he returned to Capernaum, after some days it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching to them, preaching the word to them. questioning out loud. Right? Is that what it says? They were questioning out loud. They were questioning in their hearts. Some of the scribes were questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately, Jesus perceiving in His Spirit that they thus questioned within themselves said to them why do you question these things in your heart sometimes when God gives us that word of knowledge we are to speak exactly what he gives us but that's still not the end result he knew through a word of knowledge that they were questioning this in their hearts he's like why do you question this in your hearts oh I'm not, no you are But even then, that's not the end-all, be-all. Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sons are forgiven, or to say, rise up and take your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose immediately and picked up his bed and went out before them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. Friends, the word of knowledge opens the door for even more powerful demonstrations of God's Spirit. But it has to start with an obedience to respond to what the Lord is speaking. Alright Lord, you've given me something and I trust you. What do you want me to do with it? How do you want me to present this? How do you want me to share this? The Father didn't just want the paralyzed man to be healed. That's not what this miracle is about. God wanted everyone in that room to know that the secrets of the heart are not a secret to God. And the Father wanted that room and the world to know that Jesus has the fullness of the authority of God that's what this was about. And Jesus just operated in the things that the Holy Spirit was leading. I want you to read the story of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 on your own. Read it on your own. I have it in my notes. I'm cutting it. Read 1 through 10. Read 11 through 16. And when you read it, keep in mind this. Because there was a word of knowledge. Peter had no way of knowing that Ananias and Sapphira didn't give the full measure of the money that they had got from the the selling of the lot. Peter got a word of knowledge and the Holy Spirit struck Ananias dead and then Sapphira came having no idea. She again struck her dead and even then, what's the point of that? Is that just the the Lord being a bully? When When you read this, this is the early church. And this is Jesus saying, I will not allow hypocrisy to be what defines my church. But vulnerability to me, but honesty to me, but but service to me. The word of knowledge is the revelation of facts, past, present, or future, which were not learned through the efforts of the natural mind. In Matthew 17, 27, Jesus tells Peter where to find taxation money to pay the temple tax. Go drop a line. First fish you come. Reach inside the mouth. That'll be the money to pay the tax. Word of knowledge. Pretty powerful. Ananias in the conversion of Paul. This is a different Ananias. Not dead Ananias. This is a different Ananias. Ananias hears from the Lord about Saul gets a word of knowledge about Saul Christian persecuting Saul, Christian killing Saul. In Acts chapter nine, verse ten, it says, Now there was a disciple at, at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold he is praying, and he has seen me in a vision. Or he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. I find this interesting also um, in this word of knowledge, the Lord's speaking saying this is this is the 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 dream the vi- the vision that Saul has had, and that there's going to be a man come and lay hands on him and restore his sight. but when God restored his sight, it never says that his hands were laid on him you know if if things don't line up in things of the Holy Spirit, if they don't line up exactly as we think they're going to line up, friends you just you just keep on moving forward in power. We don't have to critique every little thing of the Holy Spirit in the vision I mean there's the Lord saying, Paul had a vision, Saul had a vision in the vision, a man's going to come, lay hands on him, he's going to have a sight received, but when the word comes, the power of God was so great, we see that he's just healed so Ananias responds to the Lord, he answered, Lord. And I guess he does lay his hands on him right here. And laying his hands on him, he says, Brother brother Saul. If we don't believe that God has application, then this story ends right here. Then he just received a word from knowledge. If, if he's just happy to have received the word of knowledge, there is no rest of this story. The word of knowledge was meant so that a ministry could be launched so that power could be seen. Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, is about to be launched into his public ministry, and it started with a word of knowledge. But it wasn't the end all be all. Guys, we get so excited. I, I get so, anytime the Lord speaks to me, I get excited. I just love it. But most often, there's got to be dialogue. Lord, what do you want me to do with this? What's next? Just what do you want me to do? Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for giving me this word. What do you want me to do with it? Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. Cornelius in finding Peter in Acts chapter 10 instrumental to bring in the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles receive the word of knowledge the purpose of the word of knowledge is to bring supernatural encouragement in displaying that Jesus is Lord friends we're called to display that Jesus is Lord I don't care if it's salvationally or situationally You, you might have there's people in this room that have been saved for longer than I've been alive you're saved But there are still situations where the power of God is there to declare Jesus' sovereignty and his reign over your life in that situation. And then there are situations where it's the person next to you and not you. And God wants to use you, He's speaking to you, He wants to use you. They are in need of the situational power of God. And we are His church, and we are meant to be used. It gives confirmation to what God is already saying or doing. The word of knowledge gives insight and understanding of what lies ahead in the purposes of God. The word of knowledge helps in counseling and evangelistic situations. Once again, in the area of counseling. If you're counseling someone, you're ministering to someone, and the Lord gives you a word of knowledge, don't just immediately blurt out that word of knowledge. Minister out of what the Holy Spirit gives you, so that that word is applied in power. You send their counseling ministering to someone. She's full of unforgiveness. Her heart is hardened and bitter. You're full of unforgiveness. Your heart is hardened and bitter. Come back. Come. You're full of unforgiveness. God might very well be speaking that. Lord, how do you want me to apply that? How do you want to move in power? How does she need to see that Jesus is Lord, that he reigns over her life in this situation right now? Dialogue with the Lord. Dialogue with the Lord. It unlocks obstacles to healing and unanswered prayers. The word of knowledge gives strategies in spiritual warfare. It reveals where sin is being covered up. It opens up a meeting or situation for God to move. Friends, the word of knowledge is needed in the church. And it is needed outside of the church. And it has been gifted to us to use with wisdom in love. Every one of these gifts we're going to cover is going to close the same way, friends. My closing is going to be the same way. To be used in love. Word of knowledge is a very potentially dangerous thing to be put in the hands of someone who does not have the shepherd's heart who does not have a loving heart when when we get a word we minister it in love tonight before the service I just asked the Lord I'm like Lord you know what I'm preaching on you gave me this word Lord just let let a word of knowledge flow and it was like the flow never went off it was just constant It was just constant in what the Lord was speaking and the ways that that he allowed me to apply it, I did. It's awesome. Juliana, you benefited tonight because the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for you. And then I asked him, how do you want to apply it? And I called you over and I prayed over you. That came because your Heavenly Father spoke through the Holy Spirit in a word of knowledge. And I I just, in dialogue with the Lord, then I just prayed what he gave me to pray. I did what... He he gave me to give. Even to the point of praying for you with one finger. That was, God gave me that. Like an ET type moment. Like, eh, God loves you. That word was from God. That wasn't, I love you too. But that word wasn't from me. And it wasn't based out of my love. I just delivered it in His love. Let's, let's move in this gifts, you guys. I, I think this is one of those that, I, I, honestly, I think everyone's got it. I think everyone gets it. I think it's situational. I think, especially at times when we're asking for the Lord, I think this is one of those where God just speaks. I mean, it just... Let's let's let it be bigger than whatever little box we've put it in because our God is bigger.